Good morning, everyone. Bear with me again. I know this is not the most productive way with this live, but we will get it eventually. Farrell here, and it looks like our guest star joined right I'm in. On. Hi. There we go. Perfect. Awesome. Well, good morning, everyone. This is Farrell here with another Feralism podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about moving forward and not moving backwards and moving on into the future, starting in the present without looking back to the past. And we have our lovely guest star today, Miss Paula from Whole Living on Instagram. How are you today, Paula? I'm doing fantastic. How are you, Farrell? I am doing phenomenal. Both words, you know, very high adjectives. It's great to be alive. Another awesome day. As you could probably tell from my surroundings, it is raining out, but it does not stop you from having a great and glorious day. <laughs> That's right. Everything is about attitude and gratitude. Exactly. And so before we get started, for those that are wondering, you can find me on Feralism15 on Instagram, on Facebook and YouTube at Feralism, and then for anywhere that our podcasts are accepted and uploaded, such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, you can find it under Feralism. When we're done with this video, the audio will be uploaded on those podcasting platforms. Now for Paula, where can people find you, Paula? underscore whole living underscore on Instagram only. I only have Instagram for now. For now. You're growing. For now. You know, we all start somewhere. You're getting there. Yes. Yes. So, and this will also be recorded for anybody who doesn't catch it when it's live. So let's get started. So I always hear people, and this is where this concept really started, is that you always, you know, you're sitting down at lunch or you go to a cafe and you just, you hear people saying, ah, oh, geez, I wish I would have done this. Or I wish I would have done that differently. And I wish I could go back in time and change this. And, you know, it's a very interesting concept because I used to think the same way. But then I really realized that it's not about looking back to the past. You have to let the past be. You can't ask yourself what you could have done differently in the past, but instead, you have to ask yourself, what can you do now presently to affect the future? Because the past is yesterday. It's already done. We can't go back. I mean, unless, of course, they invent time travel, which that's a whole other thing. But realistically, let's face it, we can't go back. The past is what it is. And so all we can do is own that moment or own those moments and then stay present and be present and look to the future. Don't look too far to the future, but really just stay in the present and stay hopeful that you're doing everything correctly now to set a plan and a life for yourself in the future. That's the very basic concept at its essence. So let's start there. What are your thoughts on that concept and that notion of letting the past go? And instead of asking yourself what you could have done differently, what can you do now for the future and for where you are now? What do you think, Paul? You know, I think it's unfortunate how things that people who have gone through so much and they have acquired some type of knowledge that they want to share with the world and they say things like live in the moment uh, forget about the past look forward those concepts have become so cliche and we have heard them so many times that it's hard to process them and really internalize those things that we really should live out on a daily basis. You know, every single person has 
some some type of past that they are regretful for or that they wish they could have done differently whether it is a relationship that they got into that ended up ruin, ruining them, a friendship, a romantic relationship, um, that perhaps takes a person down the, right, the wrong path or down to depression or, you know, uh, thoughts of suicide, which we see everywhere. Um, there are people that were abandoned by their parents and they feel that they were so rejected and I can feel and I can understand that pain but there has to come a point in the in in the lives of people where we realize if I'm alive it's for a reason and it's because there's a greater purpose that I need to carry out for the benefit of others so I starting with the point that you just referred to I think that we have to stop cliching those terms if that's a term um but we have to make them so cliche stop making them so cliche and live in them and really really do stop living in the past look to the future and just forget and forgive and forget right yeah and you know looking at the past can be healthy too but i would think the only minuscule point of how it can work for you is that there's a saying that says what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And I truly believe your past, it doesn't define you, but it, it does help solidify where you're going in the sense that it makes you stronger. Like if you've gone through trauma in your life or you've gone through certain significant experiences, they do help make you stronger and guide you down the right path. But then the, there's a certain point or a line in the sand that you draw where you're like, you know what, this is what it's done to help me. Now I'm going to move forward. And I'm going to just be present because a lot of people spend the, almost their whole lives looking in the past, wishing they could do things differently. And it dictates the rest of their life to where their life is almost already predetermined, where if you just let what happened happen and stay now and move forward, then everything will be like a new adventure for you. And it's just so important. I think especially now more than ever, life is so precious. And one of the most valuable things, even more than money, because money is not, is time. You can't get it back. And so if you spend your whole life or all your time worrying about what's already happened, then you're going to be missing out on anything now that could be happening. And it just makes you such a closed-minded person. And in today's society, you need to be very open-minded. There's just so many things going on, so many new experiences. You just don't know what to expect. And you just need to be happy and thrive on those moments. And you have to be here and now. You know, Farrell, that's so important what you just said and i think as humans we have the ability to turn everything into a seed everything that's happened to us in the past up to up to the present moment we have the ability to turn it into a seed so what type of seed are you going to plant deep down in your heart to make it grow and make it fruitful is there is it going to be a seed of unforgiveness resentment um hatred and as a result you will have an attitude of unkindness out to the world or are you going to take whatever happened to you in the past and whatever uh things people did to hurt you and and make and turn them into a seed of love forgiveness and compassion kindness 
that you can bear that fruit and, you know, put it out in the world and just be a positive energy, a positive influence, a positive presence in the world that you live in. Yeah. And it's so ironic that you say that because I'm going to share something from my life. I'm, as you know, as a lot of my viewers, my friends know, my family, I'm a very personable person. And I believe in sharing experiences because they help others grow and learn from experiences that they may not have had. And so a few months ago, I suffered. We weren't really together, so it doesn't really count, but it still matters. I suffered what you could call a little bit of a breakup. And, you know, one of the last things she said to me before it happened was that, you know, I value where you're coming from, Farrell. Your investment is in people. You care so much about people and you thrive on people and you love people. And that really resonated with me to the point. And I hope she's watching this today. She still follows me. I follow her because in that moment, I could have dwindled on that moment as I moved forward and worried about, well, what could I have done differently? Maybe I could have let her, like, what could I have done to keep her and like make it work? Or maybe we could have, but more than that, what I did was I moved forward and that's what really propelled everything I've been working on the last few years with my feralisms. That's what really propelled everything forward. And that's where these, these platforms started. Like it was, this was all just concepts and quotes and a book draft before a few months ago. And then now I'm on here talking to you, talking to all these people. And, you know, part of that came, she helped give me that push, but it was that moment that I could have stayed sitting at home wondering what I could have done differently with her and making that work. But instead I took all that energy and I manifested it into something positive. And here we are today in the present moving to the future. And I'm talking to all these lovely people, including yourself about all these so fascinating concepts on life and positivity and manifesting. So just goes to show you if I had not done that, I would not be where I'm at today. All of us have experienced a breakup that have triggered a change in our lives. I remember when I was a teenager, my first boyfriend um, ended up dumping me for another girl that was a little bit more open to things that I was not open to. And so I was always kind of like a late bloomer um, and I was always very childish, not immature childish, but kind of like innocent, right? So that didn't, that didn't go well with him and he ended up just like breaking up with me. And that was so hard for me. It was my first heartbreak. And I took that and it turned, I turned it unconsciously, unwillingly, not on purpose, but I turned it into self-destructive uh, behavior. I didn't try to kill myself or cut or any of that, but I, um, I, I sought things as a refuge that, uh, that hurt me at the end, in the end, right? And then fast forward fast forward a few years uh later actually a lot of years later 20 years later um i i got married i had kids and i realized that that relationship was not what i needed in my life and yes you try to make things work to the best of your ability and you give your best especially when it's a marriage and there are kids involved and there's a family stru structure, you give it your very, very best and you exhaust every possible help or, or possibility to, to, to heal that relationship. Um, it ended up not being the case. And after I exhausted 
everything that was in me to heal the relationship, I realized that I wanted to to end it. So I proceeded with uh, with a divorce. And after being married for ten, almost 10 years and having two children with him, that was extremely hard for me, more for my kids, more for my heart as a mother than for what I had with him, which was deteriorated by that time. So I turned that and I planted a seed of growth in me. I started listening to uh, Tony Robbins. I started listening to uh, people who have been through so much and they have actually some type of lesson to offer anybody that is that might be going through the same situation or a similar situation. I deepened my relationship with God. I, I started you know, reading the Bible, listening to worship music, which in my case personally helped me so much find that self-love that reflects when somebody rejects you, um, you have to dig deep and find that love within you for yourself and not depend on the love or lack thereof from somebody else. I believe, Farrell, that there are three things that propel unkindness and yeah unkindness from a person into the world and those three things are stress unhappiness and lack of love stress you know you see a lot of people stressed out because they have a job that they hate probably or that stress stresses them out and then there's a lot of road rage out there especially 8 a.m. through 9 a.m. and then 5 to 6 p.m. A lot of road rage. You see a lot of people leaving or going to a job that they hate, that they're not fulfilled in, and they take it out in the world. Then uh, unhappiness, you know, it's it's a byproduct of, of the first one because if you're unfulfilled, if you feel like you have something to give out to the world that you're not because you feel stuck somewhere at a job or or any other situation you're going to feel unhappy and that's going to reflect into how you treat people into how you treat yourself and it's like a vicious circle right and then the last one is that i mentioned was lack of love that lack of love that is triggered by rejection what are you going to do when somebody rejects you like in your case you know she wanted to break up with you in my case this guy when I was a teenager broke up with me. Am I, was I not enough for him? No, I want to believe, and if it, even if it's a lie, but I want to believe that I was too much for him. Um, so it's all about what you think. It's all about how you perceive yourself and whether you're right or you're wrong. If you're doing a good to yourself and out to the world, because it reflects when you think that you are enough and more than enough, you're going to project that to everybody that you come in contact with. No, I agree. And I think it's so important to love yourself first before you bring anybody else into your life. It's like, you gotta be able to want to go to the movies by yourself. You gotta be able to do things by yourself and be one. I've done yourself. that. <laughs> oh, I do it all the time. Like I love movies. And I think, I think what's really a good theme from what we're both saying on top of what we've started talking about is that, and that's why I have some issues right now with the dating world is that sometimes people want to, they, they want something. I know I'm guilty of this too. We know what we want 
and we try too hard to find it and it forces a connection and it forces two people to be together that maybe they don't see what's really there until it's too late or maybe they see where they're starting to drift apart and it's not fair to either one of them especially at the point if they have kids you know because then it's even harder than them because then you're now you're at that point where you got to start to drift apart and you have to break things off and now you're breaking a connection that you knew was never maybe there or maybe you guys just didn't see it and it's hard that's why you got to you know the universe has a way of bringing people together and you really have to wait until the universe says hey this is the person and you know like I'll, g- I'll give you another personal experience like i i've never really been in a strong relationship and i keep putting myself out there dating and i would always tell myself these people that i keep bumping into or these women that i keep going out with maybe there's something wrong with me maybe there's something with my confidence like why isn't it working out and then i realized it's not me it's the universe's way of saying they're just not the right person for you and i truly believe that because the, the that that feeling that you're supposed to feel that maybe I've just never experienced but like hey this is the person or like this person sweeps you off your feet like I've never experienced that yet and I have never experienced that with any of these people so maybe that is God and the universe's way of saying hey look these aren't your people yet like this isn't your person this isn't who you're supposed to be with and so it's the universe almost protecting you and I really think that that's an important thing and going back to add on what we were just talking about with this My friend used to tell me with certain areas of life, it's like cooking something in the oven. If you like baking a cake, if you keep opening it up, checking on it, it's going to eventually mold down and, and fall apart. But if you leave it in there and you trust the process and you trust that if you let it be, for however long it takes, it's going to blossom into a beautiful cake. And I think that that's a good analogy because not only does it show you how your life can blossom if you leave it alone and let things happen without keep looking at them, but even the smallest thing, if your past is that bread in the oven and you keep looking at it, it's going to keep coming back to haunt you because it's going to keep molding down into nothing. Whereas if you let it go and you don't look at it anymore, it's going to blossom your life into a whole new you know, big bread or big cake, whatever you're cooking in there. And I think that that's so important because most people don't look at that. And, you know, you hear that phrase all the time, trust the process, trust the process. But it really is. I think one thing as humans, we don't necessarily always have a good time accepting. I know I have this too, is that we feel whatever we want in life or whatever we want to accomplish moving forward. We feel that if we completely let it go and trust that it's going to happen, we, it's hard for us to tangibly, tangibly accept that because we have no background to put to that. Like, let's just say we're looking to meet someone. If we completely let go of trying to find someone and just not look at all and trust that it will come to you, especially if you had not had the experience or the past to back that up, you might feel, okay, well, if I let it go, then when I put no work in, how do I know that's going to happen? Like, we just have a hard time tangibly believing if we trust the process, it will work out. And I think that's something as humans we have to work on. It's just how we're coded and how we're hardwired. Right. And I think part of the process is, um, has a lot to do with getting to know yourself. And I'm going to give you a little bit of a little trick of what I did when I was single, um, between my divorce and my, now my second marriage, I'm married, I'm remarried, but I was four years single. The first year I healed, Purposely, I healed from what went wrong in my marriage and I focused on helping my children heal as well because they were also going through a process. And um, the second year, I kind of 
was allow, allowing myself to come out of my shell. And then on the third and fourth year, I gave myself permission to get out there. So in the beginning, all my friends were like, oh, but, you know, go to a dating site, one of those uh, dating sites. And I'm like, no, no, I don't want to do that, you know. And I didn't do it because I don't like, I don't like that concept. It's not for everybody. It works for a lot of people. I've heard a lot of success stories, but it's not, it wasn't something that I was interested in doing. It's because but, you force a connection, you know, it's like you're, yeah. you're looking, whether it's a swiping app or it's an actual dating profile, the problem is, and, and no matter who you are, I don't care if you say that this isn't you, subliminally, we're all doing this, even if we're not, you know, actually doing it in, you know, on the exterior is that we're looking at a bunch of people on paper, we're looking at a picture, we're looking at what they write, and we're or judging what they them. want to show us. Yeah, exactly. And we're judging them in that moment. And there, the my biggest issue with it is there's so much room on both the male and female and to, to make excuses to not want to go on the date. Truthfully, here's a great example. If you bump into somebody in a bookstore, or if you bump into somebody at a, at a bar, at wherever you are, and you, you just, you see a smile and you feel something and you're like, hey, let's go get a drink or hey, do you want to hang out sometime? Then something blossoms. Whereas if you met that same person online, you would not give, you probably wouldn't give them that same chance because you're looking at what's on paper, whereas there it's a human connection. And so you're forcing a connection online and it doesn't always work. And like I said, you just give each other so much room to never go on a date. In my personal opinion, I was just talking to someone who I was doing a podcast with a few days ago and there there should be a dating app where you your subscription only stays active if you can tangibly prove every person you match with you give them one date because if you at least give each person one date what do you have to lose yeah you lose your time but you're also gaining new experiences they may not be the one but you might find a friend like that's my biggest problem and no matter who you talk to and no matter how many people feel indifferent about this everybody's judging someone based on that profile. And I think it's horrible because it's not fair because you don't know much about the other person. So who are you to say, Oh, I'm just going to swipe left or I'm not going to give them a date because I'm looking based on here. You might turn out that they might be a great person and you never gave them that chance. So who are you to decide that? And I think that it really messes with people's self-esteem and motivation. It's almost like cyber bullying in a way. Well, like I said, it, it is not for everybody, but I have heard, uh, success stories that have initiated from a dating app. I know personally a close couple of friends that I that they met through one of those apps and they're happily married, they have a daughter. Um, I met somebody else who had a long-lasting uh, relationship. They never got married, they, they broke up eventually, but they had a long-lasting uh, relationship. Uh, it wasn't for me only because I just don't believe the picture that they put on, you know, they put the picture that they want to put and, and it ends up not being, not being the case. But what I was going to say is I allowed myself to go out more. Um, I would, so initially I would go from the house to, to work, work home. Right. And that was my routine for a full year. And then I'm like, no, I have to change things. If I want to change how, who I am, and better myself as a person, I have to change what I'm doing. That's what change is about, right? So um, I started going with a group of friends, let's say to the movies, or I started going with a group of coworkers 
to um, happy hour, maybe to the local restaurant that has a little bar and, you know, we would all get together and I don't drink, so I would get an old duels, you know, <laughs> an alcohol-free beer <laughs> or, you know, maybe a glass of wine, but whatever. So um, I started doing things different and I realized that by socializing, I'm more of an introvert. I don't like socializing too much, but I purposely stepped out of my comfort zone for a while, I had a time limit to do it um, because I wanted to know myself and get to know who I really am. And that worked out wonders for me. I was able to, to, to get out of my shell and I was able to be more genuine and that reflected a lot. And I started getting, <laughs> not for nothing, but I started like getting a lot more interest from, from the opposite sex because they saw this newfound confidence that I was able to uh, obtain through that process. Yeah, and I think that's important. I know confidence and self-esteem is a big thing. And one thing I was going to say, but I think you kind of nailed it when you said this, is I was going to say, I was going to ask you, do you think there's a difference or not necessarily a double standard, but something where if you're a woman, and you're looking to date someone or you're looking to meet new people as far as, you know, guys and you're sitting out and people approach you, is that different than, is it, is it easier in the sense because as a guy, not as many women would approach the guy and, you know, they have to put more of the work in, but then something resonated me when I was about to ask you that when you said what you did. And I feel the answer to that, and maybe you can give me your opinion, but I feel the answer to that is truly, if you have a strong self-esteem and confidence, doesn't matter what gender you are, there is no notion that the man has to approach the woman. The woman could approach the man. It doesn't happen that often. But I think it's also, if you have a certain aura resonating from you, then you just attract that self-attention and you attract that manifestation. And so I feel maybe, that, maybe that's the answer. But I'm curious to know what you think. So I found that, um, and this is in hindsight, right? When I was going through that process, I didn't realize it until... You know, I met my husband, I got, ma I got married, and then I, I was looking back and, and, and I was kind of, well, there you go. I was looking in the past to obtain a gem, a jewel of knowledge about myself, to learn from what I did right. And because it was very, when I was, I, I portrayed lack of confidence. And it doesn't matter how, it doesn't matter your looks. You can be ugly, you can be good looking, but what's inside of you has such a magnetism that attracts people or repel people. How many good looking women have you seen that have such a nasty attitude that you just don't want anything to do with them? And the same goes for guys. I've seen a lot of guys that are very good looking physically, but their attitude is nasty. So what you have and carry inside of you i don't care if you think i'm right or wrong it definitely reflects and it becomes a magnet whether to attract or to repel so to answer your question um nowadays women with the whole feminism movement and stuff like that which i i don't agree with mostly on certain aspects of it i do agree with uh, but not the whole movement, movement itself. But with the whole movement that is now happening with women and empowerment and stuff like that, 
women have found the courage to be the ones who approach men and not wait for the men to make that decision. So that's an advantage to you, but you will not get approached by a woman. I don't care how empowered she feels if she's not attracted to you on some level, whether physical or what you, your aura, what you, you know, reflect and project. So, um, in the other way around, if you see a girl that you like and are highly attracted to, to, and she's alone, she's now with a, a boyfriend <laughs> or anybody else, you want to get your butt beat. But yeah, if, right. you see, if you see a girl you're attracted to, you know, find it in yourself to go up to her and say, hey, what's up? You know, but very nonchalant, very, uh, you know, I just want to know if you, if you want to hang out. If not, that's fine. You know, I'll move on with my life. Because women can sense when a guy is nervous and they can sense when a guy is lacking a little bit of confidence. So I would suggest to you, if that's the case, I don't know, but by what you're asking me, I, if that's what you're saying, um, if you're struggling with, with being a little bit more confident as far as approaching a girl or how to act when you are with a girl, then just be, you know, nonchalant, chilling, you know, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, nice to meet you. It was, it was great. But the more you do that, the more practice you get at being confident. The more you do it, the more practice you get at it. And the better you get at it by the time you meet the right person, you're going to be oozing self-confidence. <laughs> no, I like it. I really do. And I, I think this is very good stuff to point out there. And one of the last things I want to say before we start wrapping this up, because this has been a great conversation. We're going to have to do this yes. again. Um, I always like to make a movie comparison. And so most people may not make this comparison, but I, I love movies enough that I look at things in certain movies that people probably would have never thought. And so, I don't know if you've seen it or if our viewers have seen it, but to tie up with our topic and our theme today of not looking to the past and looking to the future is the, one of the Marvel movies that recently came out, Avengers Endgame. I don't know if you've seen it or... My daughter is a diehard Marvel fan. Um, I don't know if you saw one of my reels on my page. I was wearing a Wonder Woman shirt, sweater, and she almost had an attack. She almost treated me as you know, as I did some type of treason and, and okay. So Avengers Endgame, right? Yeah, it's, it's the one of the last ones that came out. So she, she asked me to watch it with her and I actually did, but I fell asleep. Okay, okay. So well, I'm I gonna didn't, give you, yes, go ahead. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, is it okay? If, this might spoil some of the movie though. No, I don't care. Go ahead. Right. <laughs> so the movie starts with the villain winning and he snaps his fingers with all the power with all these gems and he wipes out half the world, half the universe. And they have to live five years like that. But then they realize, Hey, there's a way we can go back in time and get, get that power back and undo this. So they think by going back to the past. So they're looking at the past, they're going back and they come back with the power and they undo it. But, that villain from the past finds out what they're doing and that he's already succeeded and he follows them back and tries to wipe them all out. And it ends in this big showdown. Everybody comes together and they all fight. They win. But the point is, you don't always win. The, the theme of that message I want to say is that 
when they messed with trying to fix their past, especially when they had the power to do so, the past fought back. And I think that's a really good concept to understand is that when they tried to undo something, they did it, but then they caused more trouble. They overcame that trouble, but that's not the point. The point is when you try to mess with your past and keep dwelling on it, whether you have the power to fix it or not, it's just going to cause more problems for you and cause more harm than good. So that's the point of comparing it to that movie is that if you dwell too much in the past and you look to the past, not only are you you're going to mess things up and cause more harm than good, but your present's not going to you're not going to be in the present and your future's not going to be nowhere near where it could be. Exactly. There's no point in us wishing and wanting so bad to change things that that has ha- that have happened or that we've done in the past. So I'm going back to what I said uh, towards the beginning of our of our conversation, how we have the power and the ability to turn everything into a seed. And whatever seed we plant in our hearts, that's what we're going to harvest. And let's make the past and things that have happened in the past, let's turn them into a seed of growth, of learning, of self-discovery, of forgiveness, of love, and of strength to move forward and to move forward better, stronger, faster, and more determined than ever. No, I agree. I think that's I think that's a good closing message. I think that is a good theme to take away from this. So if at all you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen, take that message and take everything that we've just been saying and just... Yeah. You know, use the past to your advantage, but own it and know, know when to put it to rest. You know, if it helps too, a nice little exercise that maybe we can all do. Whatever's haunting you from your past, whatever you think you could have done differently, write it down on a piece of paper, put it in a box, drop it in a lake, you know, throw it in a trash can or burn it. You know, just symbolize some kind of message that you're ready to let go and move forward. And I think that could do a lot of good for a lot of people. So keep that in mind. I want to thank everybody for listening and who will listen later. And Paula, I want to thank you so much for your time. And it's been, it's been an awesome pleasure. Um, for, again, for those that are looking to watch this and for following us, for me, you can follow me on here at Feralism15. And you can follow me on Facebook and YouTube at Feralism. And then anywhere that podcasts are available, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, this will be up there. It's Feralism. And for Paula, where can people find you one last time? Okay, so only on Instagram for now, underscore whole living underscore. I also have a YouTube account. You can go and check it out and follow me there as well. Thank you so much, Farrell. I really appreciate your invitation. I have enjoyed so much our conversation. And hopefully whoever listens to this topic, to this, to this podcast, can take some good out of it, some good gems out of it and uh, become farmers of their own hearts. Exactly. And the one message I always point out in every video I do, if one, at least one person watches this and feels like they can learn something from this or be helped by this, then our mission is nearly accomplished. So keep it up. Exactly. Every, everybody stay positive. Be you. Thank you again, Paula. This has been so Thanks, in, inspirational, exceptional, extraordinary, educational. You know, you, you, that's why I love meeting with people because you never know where they are, where they're coming from and what they can contribute. And, you know, I did not think the conversation was going to go where it went today. And that's why I love doing these, going in with an open mind. You know, like we were just talking earlier and then we'll end this. Mm-hmm. We're not scripted. 
if we make a mistake or we need to, you know, talk to someone about something, guess what? That's why we're so authentic. That's why my channel is so authentic because we're not scripted. We speak from the heart and that's where the most gets done. Exactly. I thoroughly enjoyed our time together today. Me too. Well, thank you so much. And I hope you have an excellent and exceptional day as well as everybody watching us. Thank you. You as well. Bye, Carol. Bye, everybody. Bye. Mm -hmm.